Characters Here Podcast. I'm your host, Charday, writer at SLF Entertainment, painter of fascinating paintings, and YouTuber at Love for My 4C. On this show, I interview talented people as they share their amazing stories. I also share stories of my own, from fictional storytelling to real-life adventures. I aim to entertain and inspire you to be a character, too. For more information, visit CharactersHere.com. Hello everyone, I hope you are doing excellent. I am Sade, your host of Characters Here. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. This episode is titled Making Contact. Okay, so in my head for a minute, I just kept dabbling like, what am I going to call this episode? Um, I am interviewing Dominique T. Rambo. He is a Dallas native artist and I met him through my sister so the reason why oh shout out to lexis lex in the box her interview is right after his but let me get back to it so the reason why i titled this uh, episode making contact for one um it's like i reached out to him it was my sister who showed me like um some of his art it was his shoes that she showed me first and i'm like oh okay and she was like yeah that's my friend and you know you're like omg that's pretty cool and you know i'm getting into the art thing and so i'm like okay i have this you know thought in my head of like i should reach out you know talk and see if there's maybe a collaboration that can happen or something but me being uh i don't want to say anti-social i used to say that all the time that i was anti-social I kind of still am, you know, I don't want to claim it because I don't want to always be that way like all the time. You know, it's okay to be antisocial sometimes, but if you want to go out there and get it and grind and make your dreams happen, you can't be antisocial. So anyways, um, I was over here like she kept telling me about him and like this is the crazy thing. She's like, yeah, he lives in Dallas. Like he's not like in a different city or anything. So we've been friends for a long time and I'm up here thinking like, like he has some really good work like some really nice work and I feel like I can learn from him maybe he can teach me something you know maybe we can collaborate on something because um for the past two years I've been going kind of strong trying to you know pick back up on my artistry my artist ways um but I kind of like had fell off and I'm trying to get better at it so around this is like a month ago I'm gonna say and I was like talking to my mom like you know what I'm saying me and my mom we always talking and, <laughs> and she was I was like telling her that Lex's friend you know he does the shoes and stuff and she was like if you want to make a sale you know you better start getting with other people who making sales and you know who are here doing it so I was like you know what well, yeah I'm going to do it and you know how you tell yourself I'm going to go ahead and do it but then you really don't do it you kind of wait so that's what happened I waited for like a long time my sister told me about her artist friend Dominique for like probably two or three months and I didn't even I was just like dang I just I'm, I don't know and then y'all I got the courage I think it was November early November or late October sometime they recent very recent so I got the courage to just go ahead and, and this is the crazy thing she gave me his number and everything so I just finally just sent that text like, hi, Dominique, this is Charday. Um, I'm Alexis' sister. She told me about your work 
And, you know, I was just reaching out, seeing maybe you would like to, like, work together, do some shows. I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something like that. And then he just hit me back, was like, yeah, cool, I'm going, I'm going out of town right now, though. But when I come back, you know, we can chat some more. And it was, like, really cool, like, to make that connection with somebody and be that, like, because in my head, you know how you... <laughs> You have this in your head of like how people, especially people that you feel like are so talented that you feel like they're going to come like off as being above everything. Like you just kind of prejudge people. We shouldn't, but I did. You kind of prejudge people of how they're going to be towards you, perceive you. You know, he going to be looking at my stuff like, yeah, you need help. You know, I don't know. It's just crazy things we put in our head to scare ourselves from reaching out from making contact so I just wanted to talk a little bit about encouraging y'all maybe saying some words that will inspire y'all to maybe feel like you know and this can be with anything it doesn't have to be with art it can be with anything no matter what you're trying to go for in life it's okay y'all to reach out do not let these fears that you put in your head in your mind keep you away from being becoming a better person like being better for tomorrow it's okay to be the person to make the first contact like you can reach out first and this is and I honestly say having this podcast has really helped a lot because I don't think without this podcast I probably would have still reached out to Dominique like I did maybe but then maybe not not sure but I don't want to make this, like I always said, I don't want to make these introductions into the interview long. I just want to drop a little bit of little herbal tea for y'all. Let y'all know you can make contact first. Do not let these imaginary thoughts that you put in your head of how a person's going to act or even if this person completely denies you, never responds, even says something like to the point of where you actually, it comes true, like what's in your head. Like, no, even if it ends up not being what you expected or even wanted, it's okay. Keep doing it. Like, keep reaching out to people. There's going to be somebody that's going to connect. And if it's on that first time that you make that, you know, you, you reach out, you make that first contact and they happen to be like everything clicks, then just all God's be the glory. So, y'all, just keep pushing, keep moving. Don't be afraid to make contact. Also, the second reason why I chose to name this episode Making Contact is from a movie title I used to watch as a kid. I think it was made in like the 80s, but the movie's called Making Contact. Kind of creepy movie because it has this dummy in it. It was about, not to give too much away, but it was a movie about a boy, a little boy whose father died. And then he ended up finding this doll, this dummy doll who basically could talk and tell him that he could connect with the daddy. Maybe I told too much, but anyways, the old movie is really good. I like scary movies anyway. So anyways, that was the second reason. So I was like connection, you know, making contact, you know, playing on words, all that kind of stuff. Good, good. So anyways, y'all, I'm going to leave it here. Get right into the interview with Dominique. Check him out. He's a great artist. And I will be speaking with y'all in the next episode. Born and raised in Dallas, Texas. He attended El Centro Junior College studying graphic design, business management, and a minor in music. His background includes music, fashion, and painter of many expressions. And special guests on Characters Here, 24 Years Young, Dominique T. Rambo. Welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing fine on yourself. I'm good. Thank you for asking. We're going to jump right into this interview with some questions. 
first tell us what was your childhood like you have any memories mm, not so much none that i can tell you why you can't tell me any because they're bad <laughs> no. so are you saying you were like one of those damien type of the evil children no more like uh we shouldn't do that you know i get told to shut up we no. just end up getting into fights and stuff so you got into fights when I was younger. Like with your siblings or with people at school? Uh, people on the streets. Seriously? Mm-hmm. What would, like, give me a situation. Uh, okay. So it was about maybe my brother Marcus. This is way before Chris was born. So it's my brother Marcus, my cousin John, and my other cousin Jarvis. Uh, my brother get into about an altercation because he was short-tempered. And then next thing you know, we all end up fighting. So. No. <laughs> that just pretty much sums up our day-to-day life. And when did the the bad behavior stop? Uh, I don't know. Probably after the the one of the ass whoopings my dad gave so bad that we was in the living room crying for him. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. What age was this? Uh, about maybe seven. Maybe oh. eight. <laughs> So after that, you want to straight narrow. I mean, I ain't got my ass whooped since I was three, but uh, <laughs> after that, it was like, well, I think we good. Okay, you learned your lesson then. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> so who was one of your uh, role models growing up? Um, man, probably Fonsworth Bentley at the most. Why? Wait, which era is that? Because there's a lot of different eras. And oh, you can give us all. <laughs> okay, so we got we got MJ, we got Michael Jordan. It was so bad. I even cut all my hair off at that point. That you had hair? When I was a oh, kid. Oh, no, you went bald? Yeah, I went bald. <laughs> it was that crucial. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I was a big Ja Rule fan. Oh, wait like a minute. Murder Eat? Uh-huh. About 2004. It's 2003, 2004. Why Ja Rule? I don't know. He was. There was a uh, murder. Ink was popping. You know they were. I ain't gonna lie. Fat Joe and them. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I mean, every girl street. wanted to be like Ashanti. Yeah. <laughs> Who else? Um. Okay. Where we at? Man. Okay. After that, it was probably maybe Ryan Leslie. That's when music got big. That had to be maybe about seven, seven, eight grade, and uh, big on Kanye, mm-hmm. big on Pharrell. That was when. Uh, Around time when Neptunes was popping, mm-hmm. and then NERD was going hard, and then after that, it was after that it kind of was just Kanye moving on. Back when uh, when good music was going, when good music was really heavy. Oh, yeah. What uh, would you say, Kanye? Uh, the craft. It's it's more than just the music. If you really look at all of the uh, album covers, mm-hmm. to even the way he sets up his uh, stages before he, when he does the tour, he pulls from literally artists, like full-blown artists, people you never heard of, mm-hmm. and uh, to make these performances and do those tours and stuff like that. Oh, like the his whole, um, like a theme that he'll have or something like that? Yeah, like on the Yeezus tour, it was a, who was that lady? She was a female artist, but she promoted a, her concept was was like nudity, so mm. he took her step, her techniques, and went and put the women on the stage. I don't know if you saw that, and they were like holding him up in midair. It was a bunch of like naked women holding him up in midair. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was on the Yeezus tour. So that was from an artist. 
Yeah, even when they did, yeah, even when they did watch the throne, Mm -hmm. uh, he was standing on, he was standing on top of the, uh, like it was a whole bunch of screens, but it was supposed to show the uh, vision of like sharks and water and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So there's those, all of those things, every time he does a stage or any stages and stuff like that, he's always pulling from artists. Like even when he does the album covers, uh, 808s and Heartbreaks was done by Cause, which they actually have an art museum in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. And uh, Takashi Murakami did the graduation, the graduation mm-hmm. album. With the bear. That was even a different artist. I forgot who that person was for uh, My Dark Twisted Fantasy. Mm. But that was an artist for that, too. So Kanye, to you, is like an all-around artist. Yeah. Okay. So who inspired you to become an artist yourself? Uh, I think that was just natural. How so? Uh, I don't know. I just always been deep in art. I don't. I can't really explain where it came from exactly. I've been doing it for since I was six. Were you influenced by any like family members you saw drawing? Maybe. No. No. Really? You Nobody in just... my family. Well, my brother Marcus drew, but uh, he's just influenced. Period. But I wouldn't say he inspired me to do it. Okay, so you just picked up on it. It was something that. Yeah, pretty much. You just started doing. Do you remember the first thing you drew? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe a flower. Okay. Maybe. And then do you remember the first thing you drew that made you want to take art seriously? I don't think it was anything. That was more like I was just going to do it regardless. Okay. So how did you, when you started drawing, did it become like, not an obsession, but did you talk about it a lot to where people were like, are you going to be an artist when you grow up? Oh, probably, yeah. My mama <laughs> told me I was going to be a starving artist. You really? She was like, I need to stop. Don't do that no more. <laughs> no, mama. <laughs> How old were you when she said that? <laughs> My whole life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is like changing to like maybe a, maybe two, three years ago uh-huh. after some stuff started selling. And she was like, oh, you serious? <laughs> My bad. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> no. So were you like doodling or something? Because it had to be something to make us say like, okay, you need to quit. <laughs> well, we playing. I was sitting there. Everything was more like that's good, baby. So we sit there. That's that was the thing. So we sit there and I show playing with Lego, making stuff from scratch, like full blown robots, cars, everything. Like actually, stuff that could actually move. Like the doors would open. Everything. What? With these Legos. Show it to her. Oh, that's good, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're not realizing my talent. <laughs> when did they become like more supportive? Uh, mm, probably well, maybe the first art show. First art show for Rob Dallas. When was that? Man, that was, that was just like, I guess 2015, maybe. 2015. Oh, so about two years ago. I think so. I no. want to say so. I've done, I've done maybe I've done four of them already. Like art shows. Four Raw Dallas art shows. Oh, nice. What was it? Because there's so many art shows, but into me being new on the scene, I never paid attention. <laughs> what specifically drew you into uh, Raw Dallas? Um, they have all they have all aspects of art, so it's not just painting and drawing and stuff. They do music fashion design uh graphic design any oh dance it's any form of art 
Like there's not just one thing. So it's very open to the public. Let's talk about how you, you said you started out going to school doing fashion, studying fashion. Uh, fashion and merchandise and business management and a minor in music. And when you started that, like eventually I know you had to get to the point where you just wanted to do like art. So if you coming from fashion, then to music, then to art, like what is that transition period like? What came first, then what led into this to get you to where you are now? Um, art has always been here. Uh, fashion didn't start kicking in until like maybe the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it kind of just took off during high school into college. So the problem came about is after doing all those, doing the years of uh, basics and stuff like that, doing fashion, they wanted you to basically do a whole nother four years of basics in fashion, but they wouldn't make you do the actual hands-on work until later on. And that was a problem because it's just like, you talking about having to start over all over again. It's like eight years. I might as well be a lawyer at that point. <laughs> okay. So I uh, went into graphic design. And then from graphic design, you get to painting and drawing. Yeah, because they, they can all link together. Like if you know how to do uh, graphic design, you can use that to make the T-shirts and stuff like that. Like you can just go and uh, take your work, put it onto the computer, add the colors, and then take it get it printed off, and then put it onto the T-shirts and stuff like that. It all blends and uh, can end off being better that way versus having to. Because now when it comes to fashion, people don't necessarily know how to make clothes no more. They just hire. They have the ideas, then they hire somebody to do it. Mm-hmm. I know you do hats and shoes. What Did that like kind of connect the fashion and the art for you? Yes. And so what was the first thing you sold? Wow. Uh, I don't know what the first thing I sold was. The only one I can remember selling as far as like actually selling something was I sold three pair of shoes to this lady named Kat that my uh, cousin introduced me to. She didn't know me at all, so she came and she just saw some of my past tense work because at that point I only did one pair of shoes. And she saw it. She was like, I'm just going to get these to you. I'm going to let you do whatever you want. I don't care what it what it is, just as long as it looks great. The first pair were, they were a low-top pair of Vans. I don't remember the name, but they were, I know they were canvas-based. So I went, and they were like gold. They were gold, and they had like blue roses on, the, on all sides of them. They were like different color blues. The second pair were a high-top. It was, uh, I think it was a... Was skate eights, uh, skate highs, and they were like a whole bunch of different pinks. It had uh, bronze. It was a bronze black leopard on it, leopard print on it, and then in the front it had camo, like a different color pink camos on that tongue, and then it had uh, I think Chinese or Japanese on the front of it. And the pair of Tims I made, they were like I put a bunch of roses on. And when you gave them to her, do you remember her expression? Uh, she loved She loved them. That was like my first shout out. I noticed it's like a theme in your paintings, which are like uh, flowers. Why is that? The theme of the, uh, the flowers is based off of uh, just a series of life of things not, not 
everlasting and stuff happening in moments. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of weird because I used to work in the garden department at Home Depot. <laughs> 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 and uh, one day, I can't describe it because it was just like I've seen it a lot. But one day I saw these two old people. Uh, you know, I usually have to help folks like get their stuff out of the building and stuff <laughs> like that. So I was out there by myself. It was like. They were they had a bunch of bricks. So I was like, Yeah, so you need help? And it was like, No, we've been in it together this long. We gonna keep on rolling. <laughs> so they went and they took the truck and down there backed it up inside of the whole building. Oh god. And they just started loading, but I think it was it was just considered as one of our rare moments because you just don't you, you you don't get to see stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was one to remember. And the fact that I was sitting there and had to sell flowers all damn day. But... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Like, you know, when you go into a, a place like a Home Depot or a Lowe's or something like that, and they have all these different departments, but I never think, like, there's this person that has to deal with this one section. I'm just thinking all the employees deal with the whole building. No, man. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> so your department was flowers, the garden area. Yeah. That, you said, had a part to do with your signature flowers? It's all based off of moments. I think it kind of made me, after seeing it so much and then being seeing how beautiful it is, but how it looks when it dies, Mm -hmm. it's just like, wow, that's it's crazy because you have something, even when you deliver roses to somebody and they have it for that moment. And then who knows when the time that they die, y'all probably arguing. Who knows? Mm -hmm. It's just very weird how the way life is and how stuff works so to actually create something and people can have it forever that's very timeless that is so true flowers they live and they blossom and then they die and it's a repetition too and that's just how life is as well that's really deep meaning i like that so what are some of your goals as an artist well of course to start a clothing line start selling shoes probably strictly straight customs not making anything multiple times making it one time very mm-hmm. very limited uh maybe having like three stores in dallas throughout yeah. dallas and uh yeah that's pretty much it just to be known throughout dallas would you want a brick and mortar or would you want everything online um uh, everything's got to be to the public oh, okay. a little bit of both but... okay because i know some people are like well i'll just have everything online and <laughs> see, but I don't like I don't like shipping. Oh. I don't think other people like waiting either. You know what that is. True. I want to be more like come to your front doorstep. And you said you were you wanted to do clothes too. Mm-hmm. Would they all be custom or you know sometimes people want a certain design, but they have to go buy the product first, mm-hmm. and then you print out the or paint the design on there. Is that yeah. how you're gonna do? Or your stuff is literally coming from a place. Where it's yours, it has your label on it. Uh, it's mine. It has my label. Uh, everything being very limited, so it'll be out for a minute, maybe re-release within a couple of years mm-hmm. to make you know just to keep the connection with people, make it feel very special. Nice. So is that why you choose to do custom over having like several different designs of this and then of B and C and D? Yeah. Okay. So. When you present your work at an art show, how do you set up? Like, what's that looks like to potential buyers? Um, I put probably put hats 
No, put shoes in the front, put hats second, then put uh, paintings up high. I think I try to make it very, I don't know why, it seems like when you make things very vibrant in colors, Mm -hmm. it makes people, it catches people's eyes. So it makes them want to, I guess you could say, touch and feel and try things and stuff like that. Yeah. Because it just feels good. Right. So I think the vibrant colors and stuff like that makes folks, it just draws people in. Yeah, I can see that. Is there, well, then also, okay, this is me too. For those that are listening and would like to know, like, how you do what you do, what inspires you, like, what advice could you give them to start? Um, well, I mean, you can't do anything unless you're passionate about it. So trying to take on something based off of what you saw, I mean, if you want to test the waters, that's fine. But uh, in order to get somewhere and be far into something, you got to be passionate about it. And it's kind of it's crazy because it's like once you reach that part of your life and you realize that you're passionate about it, then you have to learn how to not expect stuff to come out of it. So you just have to do it and just literally do that alone. And then everything else that's supposed to come with it will come. You know what? That's some advice I probably need. (laughs) When you are starting something new that you are interested in or you have a passion for and then all of us, it's like not even probably a year or so into it that you start thinking about all these other things that you could do with it. How do you edit and keep it focused on this one thing without getting distracted by all the other million ideas you want to incorporate? Uh, man, I think you have to just lay out a plan for it because it doesn't mean just because you didn't do whatever that particular idea you have now doesn't mean that it doesn't have to be done. It's just that we have to choose which ones that we can do, can afford to do, or what what's best for that moment for us. Because, I mean, I have a lot of ideas myself that probably can, you know, push push its way out to, like, at least, what, two-year span or something mm-hmm. like that. So you just got to figure out which one you want to do first, and then after that, after that one works out, we just keep going. Nice. So is there a quote you live by, a book you've read, or a person in your life that keeps you going? Uh. Put God before put God over facts, mm. and walk walk the uh, walk with faith, walk, walk with by faith, faith not, not by sight. So true. I think a lot of people. I'm a believer, so I think we all get tested. A lot of times, we can get distracted. How do you stay focused? Not letting emotions overcome what's really in front of you. Sometimes we deal with a lot of illusions. And we get exactly what we ask for. Mm. And you got to understand that sometimes we receive things that are not from, whether it be materialistic things that we begged for or people that we literally asked for. And they literally give you exactly what you want or you literally get exactly what you want, just period. And you have to understand the difference between, you know, you know, a blessing and a lesson. Mm. So are you working on anything new? Uh, right now I'm dealing with a lot of uh, Greek stuff right now. So, and, uh, just trying to work on some projects, getting ready for January for chocolate and art. What do you have, uh, set up for chocolate and art? I'm really trying to go probably more cartoonish, mm-hmm. maybe anime-ish a little bit. That sounds fun. So I'm going to wrap up the, what I like to call the serious part of the interview and get into the fun random questions. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, first question. What expression or slang word do you use? 
a lot, like all the time. <laughs> oh man, probably everything that ends in oh. Oh, oh, really? Oh, man. No. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminded me of um, when I was in school. Mm-hmm. And people would be like, hey, Shanae. I'd be like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it would never be a, hey, how you doing? So it was always a, oh, hey. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if they weren't saying anything, they just by, walked by and waved. I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> That's funny. So you didn't see everybody. Apparently, I was. I just really wasn't using it right. Uh-huh. But then most of the time, I really was in my own zone. I wouldn't even think about Planet Earth. I was somewhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is your favorite restaurant or food? Chick Fil A. Overrated. Overrated. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chick Fil A fans out there, but I just can't. That's the best service on the planet. That's what y'all say. They... But I've never been in that to experience. <laughs> and if I did go in there, I don't remember it, so it wasn't remarkable. During the flood in Houston, they gave somebody a kayak. That's beautiful. <laughs> if you had to wear one color, only one color, not like shades, only one color for a year, what color would it be and why? I guess red. Just red. Yep. All of it. Like the whole outfit, the red. Whole outfit, I ain't day. trying to look like the devil, but I just <laughs> like all red, all red, all the time for a whole year. Well, I don't want to wear blue either. So I didn't like some damn water. No. <laughs> like, what? Look at him, just wavy. <laughs> it's a wave guy. <laughs> Do you have any pets? No. If you had a pet, what would it be? A deer, bro. A what? A deer, bro. What's a deer, bro? It's a half deer, half zebra. I had that in my head, but I thought it was going to be something sophisticated, so I didn't want to be married. That is sophisticated. It's fancy. A deer, bro. I wanted a monkey at the time, but due to all of the paperwork, it was like, that's too much for me. (laughs) Who is your favorite artist? Favorite artist? Musical artist. Musical artist. Ooh. I have to pick one? Yeah. Uh, Probably Kanye West. Mm. You have a favorite song by him? Ooh, touch the sky. Uh, he was. What album was that? That was a uh, late registration. That late registration album. Mm-hmm. That's number one for me. Then I would put okay, late registration. Then uh, college dropout. Then graduation. And then the other ones after that. I'm sorry, his whole like college themed with the potato bear. I think he should have kept that going after late registration. He shouldn't have graduated. Okay, that's all I tell people. He shouldn't have graduated. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't graduate yet, sir. If you could be any character from any show, cartoon, movie, or book, what character would you be and why? Uh, oh, man. Hmm. Cartoons. I like Johnny Bravo. Mm. Uh, Dexter's Laboratory is great. Uh, oh, man. There's Breaking All the Rules. I think that's what Jamie Foxx. Oh, when yeah. He wrote that, movie. that book. Yeah. That's my favorite movie. And That's then there's a uh, Chris Rock, I think I love my wife. His situation, <laughs> I was like, I feel so sad for you. No. Carrie <laughs> <laughs> Washington was really seductive. So you would want to be him. Even though you feel sorry for him, you would want to be him in that movie? I can't necessarily say to be him, uh-huh. but I can only imagine his What situ- that was like? Yeah, because he was sitting there and he wasn't happy. And then mm-hmm. it was just like uh the the timing of that of her of Carrie Washington coming in there like that and then he's 
she's making him question himself. Mm-hmm. And it's just like to be in a position where, cause you know, it's like almost like usually men almost have the answers or at least try to, mm-hmm. but they really don't. <laughs> and it's like a woman stepping in and it's making him question himself, even his everyday life. He took a pill just to, <laughs> <laughs> trying to, trying to be romantic. It was oh, like, yeah. no man. What? And then another character you said was, uh, Johnny Bravo and Dexter's Laboratory. Mm-hmm. That's Cartoon Network. That's a throwback right there. Yeah, be. What? Why those specifically? Why those characters? Uh, I don't know, cause it's almost like Johnny Bravo had all of the qualities, but he was <laughs> he was like already potential. He was already in the place of like those were like the pre qualifications of uh fuck boy. <laughs> before all of this stuff <laughs> that was like the future uh, of what, where we are today yeah so he was like developing and letting people know that hey this is where we gonna be mm-hmm. in 2017 just letting y'all know <laughs> this is gonna go down oh but yeah, at I'm that time he was taking show. l's like he was taking l's non-stop women wasn't feeling it what? but that and i mean he had the muscles and hair and the clothes and everything shades mm-hmm. he was killing the game but why this dexter's laboratory uh probably because of the stuff he has it was mm-hmm. just like come on now he had a whole lab he had a whole lab and his parents didn't know i'm like how your parents didn't know this many <laughs> years that you didn't have a <laughs> and he looked so old too especially with them glasses and them <laughs> it's just I'm just, uh, the only thing I thought about with him was his annoying sister. And that's one reason why I couldn't be him. His sister was too annoying for me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So how can people reach you? Uh, you can reach me at uh, Instagram is DLC2013. My email is DLC2013 at yahoo.com. Uh, Facebook is Dominique L. Turner Rambo. And Twitter is Rose Tweeted the D. Well, thank you so much for doing this episode with me for the second time. <laughs> the first time the audio didn't work out, but thank you for being a trooper and doing it again with me. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Please leave a rating and review and share this episode with everyone you know. To read my books, follow me on Facebook and Instagram at SLF underscore entertainment. To see my art, follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Fascinating Painting. To watch me style my hair, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Love for My 4C. To keep up with this podcast, follow me on Twitter at Characters Here. And join the community at CharactersHere.com. Ooh, that was a lot. <laughs>